0: You're listening to The Process, where we talk to some of the industry's most talented artists, including film, TV, and game. From concept artists, to pre to 3D animators and visual effects artists, we talk about a personal project of theirs and take a look at the work that went into them, as well as show an insight into the mind and workflow of each artist. For any visuals discussed in this episode, we're provided a link to images and videos should you need a bit more context. Or you can watch the video podcast on YouTube, Hey, Anthony.
1: Hello. Good morning. Good morning to you. How is it going? Good. So my name is Anthony. Anthony Jegu, and uh, I'm uh, I'm French, as you can hear. Hopefully, uh, mm. hopefully my accent will not be like too strong for some people. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I've been doing. Uh, I've been working as a, like as a visual artist for the last. Uh, I would say like 22 years. I, I come from a background who's more after effect. I started working in this industry, doing, working on a TV channel in France and I okay. moved uh, in Los Angeles uh, thinking they were waiting for me yeah. in some, uh, was full of hope and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to do some TV show I have a lot of ideas. And uh, when I arrived there, uh, the first job I found, uh, luckily, was to do some uh, compositing for movies in a in a in a very nice studio. So um, it was still 2D at this time. Okay. And I uh, started doing 3D. I will say, like maybe like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I'm old, Jimmy. No, no, way. I look good. You, I know you look good. You look real good, <laughs> Anthony. You're nice. I've been moving a lot with my family uh these last uh, 20 years so we traveled a lot and and, and work in a, in a lot of different places like uh, we did in Malaysia we just came back we just came back from oh, nice. Korea and uh, and now my company is settled like in the Netherlands in Leiden exactly not very far from Amsterdam so how, how was it in Korea Korea and um, what kind of projects well, was that so, was that because of um...
0: Work or was that just? Yeah, a well, it's to...
1: always uh, uh, it's always related to work. My wife is an international teacher, so it's uh, oh, nice. always helping when we decide to like, okay, let's let's travel, let's change perspective. So that's uh, that's uh, usually she finds like a job there, and um, when we move there, I can work from everywhere. So, but like mostly, it's the goal is to find something when we arrive in a country.
0: Yeah,
1: well, Korea was not an easy place to deal with. I mean, find anything there it was it was uh, it was absolutely not easy. First of all, because it's yeah. Korea and they don't speak a lot of English. they are, they are very nice, but uh, it's not easy to make contact and to communicate with people. Mm. And also it was corner time. so Oh yes, of course. yeah. So every meeting, everything like that were like pretty much cancelled and anyway, it was not exactly the way we were, we were thinking it will be. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was a it was a, natural, a nice adventure. Wicked! And you back in the back?
0: Well, now in the Netherlands. How long have you been in the Netherlands for now?
1: So we were in the Netherlands like uh, I will say seven years ago, and we uh, we just came back like six months ago. So we came back here because it's probably like the nicest and the uh, most beautiful place. Lovely, been to. Lovely. Really love it. Brilliant. Nice. So uh, and and what about your?
0: Um, your career in the, the uh, you know, 3D, 2D. You started off as a, a yeah. 2D artist, is that right? And how did that uh, begin? And where's the love for uh, visual stuff
1: and 2D animation? So did that come uh, all about? I I started that. It was like a it was an opportunity because I, I, I do not have a background of um, of, I I never been to a school where I learned the the, the magic of it. No, I was uh, I did history of art so. At the beginning, at the start, I'm, a, I'm an artist. So uh, I, was, uh, I was doing sculpting, uh, some illustration, a little bit of painting. But I had the opportunity uh, when I was uh, 23 to, to find like, uh, an internship. And it all started with like uh, this TV channel in France called uh, Voyage. It, uh, it was a network, a TV, TV channel specialized in traveling. So first of all, I started working for like the, the website. And after that, they, they taught me a little bit more about the production. And I ended up being a guy doing After Effects. So a lot of bumpers, a lot of design for like uh, the show, a lot of live uh, recording, which was like, uh, which was like interesting. Cause like, you're like, you know, you have all the thing going on. You have to make sure you send the right thing at the right moment. That was a, uh, that was like a very good, uh, very good experience. After that, I, I moved to Los Angeles cause I had in mind to become uh, like a, maybe like a, more like a producer. I really wanted to tell stories mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't work out at all. <laughs> uh, Los Angeles is a, is a, is a very hard place when you like just move there and think like you have like all those dreams and everything. But once again, I've been super lucky. I find some of um, the person will become like mostly like a mentor. Mm. His name is Dick Ferrand. He's he's an art director and a concept artist, a very famous one. And uh, with his wife, who's also like one of the most amazing VFX producer I met. Uh, They had this small company called uh, HFX, but small, but they were like working on like all the big movies. Mm. And that was, like, uh, my real uh, American dream there. So um, they made me work on, like, uh, I, I think I started with, like, The Book of Eli. Oh. Um, so that was pretty awesome. And uh, we did other movies, like, uh, we worked on The Dictator with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, yeah, I've seen that on the profile, yeah. So small company, but with all the magic, the craft uh, is, uh, is uh, yeah, is a he's a genius. So now is is one of the main uh, art director for Rodeo FX in Montreal. Yeah, they have so like, that, yeah. they have an office uh, in uh, in Los Angeles, and uh, yeah, mentor and uh, very good um, very good uh, experience with them. Still now, because we, we still uh, we still talk all the time. he's one of the main designer on Dune. So is like. Yeah, yeah. Big stuff and um, yeah, I'm always very, very big proud stuff to tell. Yeah, I'm
0: always very proud to uh, to tell those stories. Like I know those brilliant. Guys. That's right, rightly so. That's incredible. That's yeah, me. that's incredible, man. And and then so now you um, uh,
1: have your own uh, studio. You no. Moss. Hold on, mos- Yeah, yeah. On. After that, um, yeah, after the experience in Los Angeles, um, I started my own uh, my own freelance adventure. And what I do mostly, I'm working on commercials. So um, uh, commercials, marketing. Um, I have clients like Starbucks um, at Sun Bay. We did uh, we did some um, some nice Christmas uh, commercial recently. Mm-hmm. Um, a new commercial for Starbucks. Who are like uh, was pretty interesting because it's a lot of tracking and um, product replacement. Oh, I see. In a Very. Um, articulated uh, choreography and things like that so that was a, that was pretty pretty nice to 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 put together uh, also it was a change for me because i switched on blender yes you I went from cinema 4d
0: oh, was uh, it was it 2d um, vfx background and then cinema 4d and then blender is that Yeah the-
1: that was cinema 4d because like for me cinema 4d was like for the first time um, when I started, like uh, once again, like because like I was talking with my, with Dick Ferrand about it, and he was telling me like you have to start 3D. I mean, 3D is you're gonna it's gonna open a world to you. And my background as a sculptor, I'm doing bas relief. I'm doing like things were already in 3D. So the switch was like yeah, it was Cinema 4D because it was not Maya. It was not uh, it, it was not those big. You know, use big yeah. mechanics behind, or you have to when you start 3D, you just like okay, yeah. what is going on? Like, do there's I there's yeah, a lot of like, buttons? And... Be like, a mathematician, do I have to? So, I, I was scared about this whole thing. And yes, yeah, Cinema 4D, with the beginning of those tutorial online, like uh, the guys from Grayscale Gorillas was like really helpful at the beginning because, like, they do they were doing this like very in a very easy way. So, um yeah, for ten years, Cinema 4D, uh, a little bit of Arnold, because I, I really always mm-hmm. liked the way Arnold rendered. It was, was working with Cinema 4D, it was easy, but it was uh, doing like some nice results. And recently, six months ago, I started Blender with a little bit of like. Ah. Oh really? Blender is not that professional. <laughs> and I, I gotta say, that's gonna get like pretty hard. I mean every single software that this specification and the reason why you're going to use them but blender costs zero money Mm. is a very very powerful tool because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day that's what that's what it is yeah our tools and uh, Mm -hmm. i don't like to um it's not like i really like to dig in that in 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 the softwares i really need to make to be able to do something i need and Mm. i but yeah, Blender was a pretty, pretty big surprise for
0: me. And and was there a, re- a specific reason to, to to test Blender? Or was it just curiosity? Or was it value? Was it new tools? How What was the um, decision to do
1: that? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, yeah, that's what happened. I got mad. I got mad because I bought my license for Cinema 4D. So before that, I was mostly working with studios. Mm. And, uh, well, they always provide a license so you switch mm-hmm. from a job to another saying like, Oh, I need a license or so provide. Yeah. A license. And, uh, one day I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to buy my cinema, cinema 40 license. And as soon as I pushed the button, they made the announcement. They were like switching on the monthly thing. Oh no. And I had a one, one year with the free updates. But after that, I will have to pay oh. every once, like everybody. Oh, no. And I don't know about other people who are doing this job, but me, personally, the, the license was, like, not that cheap, by the way. It was, like, five hundred. Yeah. 500, yeah. Like this. And I'm like, hey, I'm out. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, rightfully so. Can you, can you get refund or anything for that? Or is that… I didn't…
1: That was not the point. The point was, like, once again, you know, it's the same thing when you buy a new machine, like a, a new computer, and you're like, yeah. I'm going to do that right I'm gonna put the money in it, and Mm -hmm. as soon as you get your whole thing and you start playing with it, they make an announcement. They have these new air takes, whatever. Of course, yeah, always. Why? Why are you doing that to me? I took that personally. (laughs) Also, no, also I met uh, another producer who got obsessed with the thing. He was like, Mm. "I want to do that in Blender." Mm. So we had this commercial for um, for Starbucks, but also other other projects and he was like i want to i want to use only tools who are free like for example the black magic tools or yeah. this kind of thing is this yeah. for the starbucks advert is this the starbucks Actually, yeah. commercial yeah okay yeah so the all the all the whole commercial but it's interesting cuz like for every single country they use different products mm. the the cans or the bottles are not the same so if you go from indonesia to brazil you need to change the product and that's where all that replacement for yeah. different regions of,
0: around the world is for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I had to, um, I had to, uh, I had to experiment with the tracking of Blender. Worked fine. What I had yeah. to do, I had to start like, uh, uh, yeah, making sure like the product looked good and everything. Like that. And it was like pretty simple. And the magic of having like any like uh, 14 years old guy online on YouTube explaining to you uh he's <laughs> watched it's a <laughs> <Yes>. really nice <laughs> <laughs> It is.
0: It's um, surprising. Like we've watched you when we were um, learning Blender, um it's exactly that. The the tutorials, the, 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 the youth and the, the age of these artists teaching yeah. is incredible. So yeah
1: it's 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 and well I'm I'm getting older, so there's always a thing. I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, what the Okay, fine. Okay. I need to, I need to put my brain together and make sure like uh... but it's, it's amazing. I mean, the other day I was, uh, I was looking for like a solution for some fur. Mm-hmm. You click on YouTube, there's a guy explaining to you, oh, that's easy. <laughs> you do that. You do that. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I need uh, a nice, uh, make sure it's like uh hyper realistic. I need uh, architecture yeah. render style. I need any, anyway. and it's there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And do and do you find that
0: the um, spe- um, more so the Blender community um, has more tutorials and support than the Cinema 4D, or is it is it kind of the same? When you are looking for how do I do this in Cinema 4D, there's tutorials. How do I do this? There's more in Blender, or is it the same?
1: Well, okay, um, I, I, to be honest, like. Um, The community of Cinema 4D has been so helpful for me right at the beginning. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was, it was easy. It was accessible. Uh, it's also, uh, it's also easy. If you need something, you can pay for it. You find the the elements, you Mm -hmm. find anything you need. Blender is having this thing, it's like literally in your face. Like uh, you, not like you really look for something. I can uh, I can be on my phone on the anywhere, and I'm just think, scrolling on YouTube, and all of a sudden there's this tutorial who's randomly appear on my feed and saying like, oh, "Okay, so I'm gonna save that." Yeah. So yes, somehow, yeah, the the community is way bigger. I know some people. Well, I had no idea they had any kind of interest about like doing anything related to 3D. Well, now, for fun, doing Blender stuff and using Blender tutorial. Mm -hmm. But there are people who had nothing to do with it as, you know, as something fun to do. So it's it's another mechanic. It's another... And I think that's also the reason why it took me a lot of time to like actually... Go towards like this kind of solution. I was like, yeah, right. that's like, you know, that's for the public. I'm a professional. I, I just, yeah. uh, the yeah, you just, just the tool. Yeah. Oh. And um,
0: it's it's that thing, isn't it, where you you could just, well, I guess it's the same when learning any software. You could just go on YouTube, find tutorials. How do I do this? But but the other side of it is knowing the end goal and going, I need to do this, and then kind of working backwards. We spoke to a um, somebody learning Unreal Engine a few weeks ago, and they'd never touched Unreal Engine before, um, and they needed to uh, create a fight sequence and a little short film. The guy said, I could have easily gone on YouTube and searched, how do I do this? And it's quite overwhelming when you see a new 3D package. Uh, un- Unreal, especially for me, was like... Oh really?
1: Yeah. Well, it's. It, I don't know. Why. It,
0: have you have you um, touched Unreal Engine at all, or do yeah, you do yeah, you I'm intend uh, to? I, uh,
1: I worked with the Un- Unreal uh, the the version four, and yeah. right now I'm uh, I'm learning uh, the five. And oh, brilliant! And yeah, it's just it's not to be used for the same reason or the same things. But to be honest. When you spend so much time on cinema four D and you're like, oh, I cannot push because, yeah, rendering doesn't cost that much with Unreal. It's crazy, yeah. like the yeah. amount of polygon you can put on a scene, copy paste, and yeah. just mind blowing. Anyway, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, no, that's what we can get onto um,
0: that um, Unreal Engine. We can touch on that later because it's it's interesting to see what your thoughts on it and and going from rendering and yeah, you my book comer-
1: is very, it's 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 not the software you're going to use for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I know they have tools inside to do, to, to do the modelization with some kind of thing. For me, that will not be that the idea of using like unreal and bring small pieces of done mm-hmm. on another software is, is working fine for me in my head. But you yeah. need to write my mind about that. Yeah. Just like this, like a real-time thing is just like mind-blowing. I still have like a, there's still something though like bothering me in Unreal. I don't know if the fact like it's coming from like a, a, you know, like a video game background, Mm. it's just the interface and the way they're doing things is actually absolutely not uh, very intuitive for me right now. Yeah. And it was already not with the version four, and also they change things all the time. All the time, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. ah, I'm too old. Yeah, think <laughs> that, but the brain is not following that much, you know, like like that yeah. easily, like so. But yeah, no, I, I was trying, like you know, just just to like import some mega mega scan thing. Mega scan. Actually, the guys who are being behind that, shout out to those guys, because like, incredible incredible yeah. stuff yeah um, was like bringing the whole ridge of like like a <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking at that and just, <laughs> I realized I spent like at least two minutes looking at the details then I'm like okay I need to go back to it yeah it's there it,
0: already. it can it can suck you into just sort of be curious of like whoa that looks really cool and I can actually move the camera around here and then I can turn on you know depth of field and I can bring this in and then you before you know it, you kind of you've you know, just, just spending an hour just sort of playing around with what, what can this handle? Can I chuck this in here? And uh, it's uh, it's an interesting... Um, I was
1: also like, you know, I was doing the test, like, you know, like just you put you put your sky, you put your light, you put your everything, your ground. <laughs> okay, fine, I have a ground. You put this like massive thing full of polygons, like 10,000. If I had import the, the, anything like that in Cinema 4D or even Blender, the ble- the, yeah. the photographer said, "Okay, that was nice to meet you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Good night." Yeah, and also, <laughs> well, I put a camera, and there's also there's already the out of focus. Was like, actually yeah. pretty nice quality of it. it. Was giving you immediately this like feeling of like, "Oh, I'm a director." Oh. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, well, that's that's the that's the um, you know, the power of sort of being able to just sort of as a as a visual, you know. You know yeah. cinematography if you're a creative director you can see things quickly and experiment and it depends how you want to use unreal engine like you say it's maybe not the tool for what you need to do but it's oh. interesting to see how how you would use it or consider it in your workflow and pipeline in the future and when what you're using it for is interesting coming from your
1: background and what you do at yeah. the moment but um, i'm amazed by unreal right now for uh pretty much the reason we were talking about was like, yeah, when you work in 3D, when you see how it doesn't cost anything for you to copy paste 20,000 million of pixels, and it's like, nah, it's not even squidding. But uh, I know personally, I'm making a move to this direction because I've seen uh, how everybody saw that, but like the way they've been using Unreal Engine for things like the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. where well, now you have those LED video, mm-hmm. I mean, those things are like just... So now you have them everywhere in the world. Like like uh, like a year ago, it was not available everywhere, but now... And you see those guys working on their tablet and they're just like looking, so that's going to look like that. And Android okay. is just like providing
0: mm-hmm.
1: an efficient way of like, putting that together and I'm just thinking like if you're an actor or you're a director and you can actually see Mm -hmm. so it's very interesting about how it's going to be like the whole production from now on like how the the pipeline of like producing Mm -hmm. things like how people are going to actually yeah Yeah. how the people are going to actually work together from now on because like yeah the actor is very pleased to see actors the, the atmosphere mm-hmm. is having to act in. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I I wanna. I wanna do more of this. I wanna. Right. I wanna be able to be there when. Wow, well, when they're gonna need something, I do. I wanna be able to provide that. So yeah. that's that's the main reason. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm not that much of a video game person. So. Yeah, that would be why I will use like Unreal for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Brilliant. That's
0: exciting stuff, Anthony, and, and we'll we'll keep following you after this, of course, because it'd be great to see what you do with things like that, and that, it's just those, t- those tools, isn't it, the tool set, and yeah. how you use them, so brilliant. Um, so, today, Anthony, we are chatting about two projects that you've worked on. We've got humans and the tree. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, can you just tell us uh, a little bit about uh, yeah. uh, humans to start with, and how that came about, and the, well, we'll go into the process.
1: So um, I, I will say, so uh, my like I was saying, my background is uh, is an artistic background. When I'm not doing sculpture or um, when I'm not drawing, doing illustration, things like that, I like to uh, I, I like to work like around like a creative like idea or anything like. That. Also, as a freelance, there is a reality of the situation. You're not always working. Uh, recently, well, uh, sometimes I'm working way too much. And sometimes, which is like the times where like you need to make sure your brain is in place, you're absolutely not working. Yeah. And uh, I've been doing that for 20 years. I can tell it's a process who's, who's taking a lot of uh, your energy and a lot of your mental. One of the thing I found out was helping me is to use those times where I'm, I was not working to produce something on my own. Because um learning a new software or just learning to do something new with this software, uh, I'm not uh, I'm not really good at doing donuts, for example. <laughs> 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 I'm like a, a, People who knows knows. <laughs> yeah. I can't really do this kind of thing. So the way I found is like to say, okay, I'm gonna come with a small ID, not like the a story was gonna change the world, because I'm as much as I want to be able to narrate and tell stories, to be honest, I'm not that it's a it's a it's a it's a job. So in my scale, I'm just gonna try to start from something and use you know, an experiment, but I, I call usually like a visual experiment. So that was the ki- the case for Humans for the last two years, where every sequence, sequences of this little short movie was like something like seven or eight minutes long, is actually a personal experiment. Um, well I'm obviously not the only one who's doing this kind of thing, but um, Humans was like, yeah, was for me two years of just like, okay, when I'm not working, I'm going to work on that and I'm going to switch on this new style and yeah. I'm going to do something totally different. So at the end of the day, you have like uh, seven or eight different little uh, sequences where have nothing to do with each other. But they follow a line of like, yeah, why are we humans? The reproduction, the way we met with another person and this kind of thing. So it's uh, it's a, it was a good way for me to use... Uh, example uh to the animation with the with the ipad and procreate oh brilliant So i i was um that's another point also uh, uh I, I had time okay when you spend a lot of time in front of a computer guys you have to know like your back is gonna suffer <laughs> that's true and a year ago i was like oh my back doesn't feel right. And I got, uh, I, I got a huge problem. I had a herniated disc. Oh, it was literally due to the fact I was spending too much time in front of the computer. And I ending up like spending, uh, I, I ending up having a surgery or anything like that. So that was a mess. But I used this time to start working with procreate and also like other, like uh, sculpting, uh, apps like forger, uh, for cinema 4d or from Maxon. And, uh, yeah, it was nice to start playing with those. And, uh, and yeah, so Humans was based on that, like using 2Ds, 3Ds, different style, like a vintage sci-fi kind of, and uh, also more like, a, yeah, to mix like a lot of different style and see what, what, what what's happening with that. and um, And this year, I decided to work on another one, and that's the tree one. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's totally done on Blender. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very fun to do. Well, I don't Brilliant. think I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm starting a revolution with what I'm doing, but it's uh, it was, it was actually really pleasant to see how like straightforward Blender can be. And how, uh, yeah, everybody could actually like tell some small stories. So software fully Blender for, for, for the
0: tree. Yep. and with, with humans, obviously a mix of we've got 2D, we've got 3D. Um, and what was the 3D um, software used? Uh, that was,
1: in, uh, that human... was Cinema 4D Unreal. Yeah.
0: And oh, okay, what... Unreal Engine. What? the
1: that part with the Unreal Engine is the head of a baby, or you? Can... Oh, brilliant! Like yeah, we in them. Where, um, it was actually my way of like, okay, playing with the Unreal, and uh, I did some tests you know like to render that with like for example like uh, Cinema 4D and Arnold and oh, it was okay. taking like a crazy amount of time and the render part of, uh, of Unreal was actually like because you had a little bit of render time it was like five minutes something like this. I was like, like dang. <laughs> but um, no that was interesting to see like uh, how like because um... for me the quality of render the render, the different kind of render, it's absolutely not the same. I mean, um, there's also a reason why uh, engine is engine five or like Unreal Engine is like working this way. It's like it's not giving exactly the same thing as you could have, like with, for example, if you're using Arnold. Mm. For me, one of the top. Uh, ah, it's not like I have really tried uh, Octane, for example. I know people are very happy with Octane too. Yeah. What are you using?
0: For us, we Blender is our is our baby. We love Blender. Um, Unreal Engine. We've just started a few projects in Unreal Engine for the studio, which is really good, uh, very exciting. Because um, we do previews um, primarily. Uh, previs, Anthony. So. It's not always the needed to be the final. It's obviously just a visualization. It's a tool. It's storytelling. It's sort of depending on what the client needs, whether it's low-poly, simple blocking, or high-end visuals with Unreal Engine quality. It all depends. So our bag is kind of a mixed bag, and the client can, you know, if we're doing some work where we need to feed into their pipeline, if they're using Maya, for example, mm-hmm. Then we will do um, stuff in Maya, but we've also fed Maya projects into Blender, rendered them because it looks really cool, and we love the viewport, and we we, we love uh, what it can um, produce, and then fed that to the client, and then we've ported it back to Maya, and then sent them the 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 3D files for them to continue in their pipeline. So it's a mixed bag, and we're flexible, um, and we yeah we love new stuff. That's a good that's a good pipeline. Yeah, it worked really well for a project. One project in particular, because uh, it was it was for a, a high end video game, triple A video game that's not out yet. But it was a piece which was kind of one long camera move through sort of poetic dancing and stage pieces and and storytelling through that. But the light was a Character in the um, story as well, so the way that the shadows would form and lights, oh. was to, t- but the viewport of Maya was a pain in the ass, yeah, to, to do that to know exactly what was going on, yeah, yeah. So then we thought if we can just export it into Blender and it's easy to play with a nice spotlight, like you've got visual, like you know, viewport, it's not final, but it's it helps and it's a lot more accurate than what Maya could produce and it looks lovely. So light and shadows played a part in it. That's why we fed it into Blender, and then we fed it back into Maya, and then the client picked up the files and, and they carried on. So it was a really interesting one to, to do that.
1: But yeah, that was... I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because like the other day, I had a client who sent me like a, I don't know why, was a Maya file. I had mm-hmm. to open and I opened it and I was like... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's interesting because when you go back to Maya after using things like Unreal Engine and Blender, when things feel a little bit quicker and more, you know, easier to sort of use, when you go back to it, which we do, depending on the client's project, yeah, you open it up and it's not a sense of, ah, Maya, for me anyway. It's kind of like, oh, it's, it feels a little bit sluggish, um, you know,
1: but... Um, but, you know... I'm, uh, I'm thankful, I'm thankful for that because like uh, I find a way since, but like I was saying, uh, I'm, an, I'm an artist. I mean, like I'm a part of a foundation like in, uh, in France called the Foundation Taylor. The Foundation Taylor is, uh, is, I mean, I thought for a long time, like my career will be an artistic career. It took me some time to call myself an artist. But at the end of the day, after many years, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to have to... Not like it's a bad word or anything like that, but I'm thankful because I find a way when I'm working on my sculptures or my... Um, the, the sculptures I'm making is, is a very long process. I, I can use resin or I'm using wood and it's usually take me like from four to six months to, 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 to finish. Mm-hmm. But I did find... Uh, a connection between the way and the process I was when I was working with sculptures and the way I'm working with those software. It's like, it's really like having a small studio and taking your small, the sculpture, uh, how I'm going to put my UV, uh, how I'm going to place things and personally as an artist I'm, I'm really thankful I find a way to connect those worlds and at the end of the day like I was saying using those tools to keep doing what I'm doing because mm-hmm. I think like without that I mean um for example like when I was doing those sculptures with resin I was uh after a while I got I got I realized I was getting sick from the resin oh really yeah because those chemicals you like start yeah pouring resin and you're like oh I'm doing this and you're not careful and you spend eight 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 hours a day or like more like to, to play with those. Even when you like working with wood, uh, the dust and everything is actually not something good for you. And when I realized like I was actually like hurting myself with that, ah, what am I going to do? Am I going to go back to just do drawing, which is like a, I'm also having this problem of just being limited to one thing. And when I switched to, yeah, when I switched to, to 3d specifically, because is another, it was another way of doing things. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, there's no limit. Mm. And less and less, there's less limit. Like, I mean, uh, I'm not really, uh, I didn't start digging into the AI thing. Because I'm like, kind of feel, uh, it make me feel like, you know, uh, I feel bad for the, the people who's been working all their life on the special craft.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I uh, I know few um, uh, few concept artists who's looking at that and saying like well so okay so yeah now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to deal with like some production director who's coming and say oh actually I did already if you pass on this and this is- yeah and so. I don't know yes. how you feel about it. Me. No, it's uh, I, I know
0: what you mean. It's a mixed mixed opinions on on, yeah. on it. So yeah, it's interesting to hear any, anyone's
1: opinions on M- my take on it, it, it would yeah. be a tool, like another one. And we probably I hope some people are in control of that and we'll find a way to make sure like artists are safe yeah. in their creation and their property. But yeah. uh, right now I'm looking at some, you know, when you see someone online who said, Hey, Look at what I just made with like uh, some of those tools, and I'm like, no, yeah. do not really.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you mean. It's in, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? And um, yeah, kind of unknown of like where it will go and what what it will become and and how things will change. So yeah, it's interesting always to hear people's uh,
1: takes on it. Oh, I'm actually some of you know I've seen some of the render. I'm following some people on Instagram, and they're like, yeah. They say, I'm sorry, I tried, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and look at what you just, and some people are showing up things like there's a, this guy on Instagram. I don't remember the name, but like he's, a, he's doing some kind of sci-fi vintage screenshot of movies somehow. Mm. And I look at that and I'm like, wow, this is actually, you know, the result is shocking. Yeah. And after that, you start like counting the number of teeth and fingers there on there. Oh, yeah freaking (laughs) out this is yeah this is yeah i know what you mean
0: um Mm. my
1: wife uh, wife sent me like an article about that and saying yeah apparently ai they do have problem with the numbers of teeth and some kind of work where the guy was doing fake uh 80s speeches of party and yeah he entered like some text and the AI showed up. Those pictures looked like actually like kind of yeah. real, but yeah. that was freaky. People had freaky. like a lot of fingers. And-
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I saw um, somebody did um, like I think it was a bit be- The Beatles, some concept art for Yellow Submarine film or something like that. The- they had like six fingers, but from from afar, when you look at it without sort of analysing it. It's kind of, whoa, that looks incredible. Yeah. But yeah, there's things that are giving it away. Like, yeah, it's got uh, two hands or, you know, things like that. But
1: Like a, like a real nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John you, Lennon you, with four I, hands. As a British person, you have to bring something about the Beatles, right? The Beatles, yeah, yeah. It's got to be done. <laughs> it's got to be done. Do you see what I'm showing you right now? Brilliant! Yeah, the dictator. What? So movie. yeah, this this was an amazing experience because um, so I was uh, I was doing some uh, some compositing on this movie, but we mostly worked with Dick uh, Dick Ferrand and Cheryl Benham. It was mostly like a team of three four people. So he was doing pretty much everything. He was doing all the matte paintings. He was doing all the concept. But the funny part is, like, we had to deal directly with Sacha Baron Cohen. But for me, personally, this guy is some kind of a comic genius. Yeah. We yeah. can say whatever we want about him or, like, he's... But to be honest, like, Sacha Baron Cohen... I mean, when you look at Borat or the stuff yeah. he's been doing, you're just like, oh, Ali G, I mean... Genius. For... Genius. Yeah, genius. Was
0: it, so, so so, he was the... He's obviously, he his role was more of a creative director as well as yes
1: yes so he was uh, i think he was creative director i don't know if he's been like actually he does have the director uh, title on this one but it yeah. was like yeah every single pixel of this uh, of this show had to be like done with him looking at it
0: really that's incredible
1: yeah. never have thought that that would be the case
0: but that's very interesting to hear
1: yeah yeah i was i was uh, i was surprised too but it yeah. was when he showed up the first time, and my like, you see like uh, Dick Ferrand and Cheryl Benham deal with him, I was like, oh. And this is where you see all the talents of like also being like a VFX producer. It's mm-hmm. just like uh, being able to deal with the artist, but also like the studio and everybody. Like shout out to uh, to my friend uh, Cheryl Benham because like she's wow. You need to have like a, you need to be strong. You need to know what to do. Yeah. Uh, another picture. Yeah, but uh, I will send you more uh, more pictures yeah. about the Ilao. But, but this was like a, this was interesting because coming uh, coming from the world of uh, After Effects for TV, I showed up in Los Angeles and I was pretty much very confident. So at this time, Nuke was not the was not the big thing. Okay. So it was still After Effects. Yeah. And uh, the tracking was done with, I don't know which software sentized or something like this. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but it was, um, yeah, it was still, uh, you need to, have, you have to do all the rotoscopy by yourself and you had the, you had no like special plugin really to take care of everything. So, but I remember showing up at the first day and the whole team was there. And I was very excited and very confident about my uh, After, Effects, After Effects skills. Well, absolutely not. The m- massive difference about the way they were using like uh, After Effects for doing shots for a movie than like what I was doing to do actually motion design. I know it sounds like, yeah, duh, but for me, it's been terrible because in the first day, I remember going back home and saying like, "Oh my gosh, not gonna happen." So it's been the first reality check for me, and and once again, I've been lucky because this team was amazing. They gave me the opportunity to do it, but at the end of the day, they were like, "You were 10 years in advance for whatever I was doing." I mean, I never tracked a shot this way. I never even the language was like for me complicated, like something complicated to 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 understand i mean uh, uh, they were talking about plates they were talking about like uh, all those language i was like oh i'm in trouble here so but it's been uh, it's been amazing and uh i was very proud to work on the on the movie directed by the hughes brothers and um well that was uh, that was intense because like uh, they were the post-apocalyptic movie but the funny part of it it's like uh Dick Ferrand, who also, like, again, was in charge of the thing, uh, we had to make uh, models. So um, I had been helping him a little bit on the side, like, like giving him some pieces of styrofoam when he was sculpting, like, actually massive pieces of highways and took pictures just like that and put them in some matte painting, who actually, like, one of the most beautiful matte painting I've seen ever. The most amazing thing. Working on this movie is also the way they were using models. So in the same the same office, we had uh, all the, the guys doing the rotoscopy, the compositing, make, taking care of like shots with a lot of heat wave, who mm-hmm. had to be added like on every shot and everything like that. But at the same time, they were working downstairs, are uh, making like uh, massive pieces of highway in styrofoam with like models and taking nice pictures and including them like in the matte painting. I, I hope like uh, in the future we're still going to be able to use uh, you know, the real sculpture and and everything because there's a satisfaction working yeah. with that to put your hands in like doing special effects like they used to be. I'm, a, I'm absolutely not a big fan of the French movie way of doing things. Uh, you know, everybody... Very depressed and dying at the end of the movie, but I, I'm a huge fan of Indiana Jones and I'm a huge fan of this way of making movies. When I worked there, being able to do just a tiny bit and being a tiny part of the the whole process was like one of the best things. Oh, ever. brilliant! Yeah. So you were a small
0: uh, studio working on obviously feature films, and when you mentioned, um, you know, you you'd used After Effects before. But not in this way because uh, you know they were using it in you know it's VFX and final yep. huge production shots. What software were they using? Um, and then did you continue to use After Effects? Or and then did you just use it in a different way? Was that learning on the job as well? And that, yeah, was that, that quite was, difficult? How was that?
1: Yeah, well that w- that was um, that was learning on the job, and once again. Uh, it was almost like 15 years, no, 12 years ago, 15. And I've been lucky because you make a, you make a connection, you meet people and they, they make a choice. They say, okay, that's probably like the easiest way of making things where we're going to keep this guy and give him a chance. I've been lucky enough to have people who believe that like I, I will be able to do it. And so, but the chance was also like, well, they were using After Effects and they were... It was still a moment where like, you know, you could be a small studio, use After Effects. Nuke was starting to be like a big thing, but Nuke became a big thing for big, big, big studio. So we were still on After Effects and um, everybody was helping everybody. And uh, yeah, that's how I survived the whole thing.
0: did Did Denzel Washington uh, ever step into uh, meetings and have a creative look on pixels? <laughs> that, that
1: was not this kind of thing. No, we had a we had a, we had a very nice uh, representative from the studio, but uh, it was also like a, I keep I keep uh, I keep in mind the fact like this project, you know, projects uh, can be always a little bit stressful. Those big movies are were like very stressful. I don't know if it's just me because I can be like a little bit, you know, nervous when you're not you're not sure you can provide exactly what you need. But it's always like a big challenge. But like a, can, imposter uh, syndrome, does that apply yeah. like a, a factor? Yeah, but you? also you're learning. Yeah, it's like, uh, you're just like, oh, if I get stuck, it's not like at this time you could find anything like a ah true, yeah, right.
0: Blender tutorials as, as easy ah, as they are to find. The, them. Where is the 14 years old guy like who's explaining
1: <laughs> yeah. to me how easy it is? No, and uh, I remember I remember them explaining to me, you know, you're lucky because we used to do matte painting by scanning books. What's that? Yeah, they were using. You oh know, really? The, so they would scan the image. Were, now we're going on internet and we're yeah. like bam boom, boom, we can like mostly gonna find like a full HD version of like a reference we like and we need. But like 10 years ago, I mean, it sounds stupid, but 10 years ago, yeah. it's not like you could find everything online. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like, uh, so I was thinking of them. They also had a friend uh, who worked a little bit with us on some projects. And the guy, I'm talking with the guy and I realized the guy used to paint on glass and actually worked on Blade Runner.
0: Oh my gosh, tell me um, more. Tell yeah, me more.
1: His name is Rocco. Um and uh I need to I need to find his last name. And I was just looking at him like he was like oh my <laughs> so god. So he was explaining to me, and they were explaining to, to me like the both of them, like the main the main artist in the company was explaining to me. So yeah, they were like, you know, using the glass, and and I've seen some of his painting, and I'm just like, yeah, the skills. Oh man, that's
0: incredible.
1: Did so and did I, you I, get Sorry, yeah. Anthony, go for it. No, and I, I was uh, I was looking at the switch. He has to switch on, like, using a Wacom. And was
0: was, was like, that mind-blown for that guy switching from painting on glass to going digital?
1: I think, like, he, he probably... Um, I, I didn't... I didn't have this... I'm not going to lie. I didn't, like, have so much of a big discussion about that. Okay. But then, but I can imagine mm-hmm. the stretch. You know, I can imagine saying, like, come on, OK. When yeah. you you used to use, like, you know there's something the materiality of like uh the brush and yeah. and the material the glass you're painting on and but just think about how to deal with the perspective, the light, mm. the shadows, and everything. Now we're using like we put a light, we put a sky, and we yeah. think, like, Oh my gosh, I'm god,
0: yeah, we've, we've got it easy, man, compared to what that is. Yes, I was what? painting Blade Runner, and I don't know if you watched Blade Runner recently. Oh. Of, what the original or the yeah, the, new the original one? I've watched it yeah I've watched that recently uh, and it still holds up but there's still something incredibly the, the quality the, it's beautiful
1: still I mean, to this oh, day no, I think I'm not a, I'm, I'm not totally crazy to say like uh, Blade Runner been released in 1977 yeah or um, 1980 so that's the year I was born so the movie is 46 years crazy. old crazy the the HD like the the new version they remastered, and you're looking at that, and I'm like, I got goosebumps because yeah. I'm looking at that, and I'm like, for real? <laughs> this is madness. Yeah,
0: it is absolutely insane. It's like now what we can do, we shouldn't be complaining about anything. <laughs> we should just be like No,
1: but those, those are tools and now but yeah. what, what are you gonna do with them? Yeah. That's 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 the main um, and also I don't know for you, but without a passion,
0: Mm -hmm. this is not
1: working for me. A
0: question for you to to sum up this um, conversation, Anthony. Um,
1: What's the best piece of advice that you can give to uh, other artists? I'm going to make, I'm gonna make the, the, the business one who's going to be like, yeah, you need to still be passionate. You still need to keep learning and everything. But the real advice I will say is like, be careful with your back. Because I don't, I, I have nothing else to say. Like we all trying our best. When you work for yourself, you know, you have to do your best. So it's just, if you don't, you're not going to make money. That's all. Or if you're lucky by not being passionate and not doing your best, I don't know what's going on, but send me an email and tell me how you do. But uh, no, I did that for a lot of time and, and I didn't realize how of a nightmare uh, not investing in the right chair, in a stand-up desk or the right thing. You always be like, nah, it's okay, I can, I can still do that. This, this last year has been a real nightmare. I had to have a surgery for my back. I couldn't work for six months. And I never, never imagined this happen. I've been... Um, and I do believe when, when, when you do this in front of a computer, well, it's easy to get absorbed by what you're doing. And you're like... So, yeah, uh, I'm not... Uh, I don't think as myself as good enough to, to, to provide advice about how you have to do your thing. I'm getting to a point where um, I realize the way I'm working, I'm so focused on what I'm doing and it's easy to get absorbed by a screen. It's easy to get absorbed with like, you have all your stuff, you're doing something and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm on the verge of doing something amazing. Well, now I have this because my brain it's a a timer because my brain cannot stop my brain is focused all the time so i know it sounds ridiculous i know it's probably like come on dude use your phone (laughs) i need a timer and every half minute minute, every 30 minutes i need to stand up i need to go like do something it's like if i i do not well at the end, it's been ten hours, and I'm just going in front, and I'm making emails one more, and that's it. There's another advice about like uh, if you think about like being a freelance. Uh, well, some people who've been doing that for a long time knows how complicated it can be. It's uh, it's uh, not like you need to be strong or anything, but you need to be able to take care of yourself because nobody else is going to do it. So. If you buy yourself and you're a freelance, well, buckle up and take care of yourself. Because um, from uh, having uh, someone who's doing your, your accounting to your desk, being able to have like, the right way of doing things to uh, yeah, making sure you put enough uh, money on the side for the time where you're not going to be able to work, those are all lessons you like, like, can take a toll after a while. Freedom with this kind of work has a big cost. That's my my toll on it. No, that's great. Thank you, Anthony. But thanks. it was nice to talk to you guys. You too, I, man. Uh, and it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, just last one thing is like, yeah, people, they, we need to create, we need to do more. I know, like, I'm already switching on something new because I want to. St- be able to still play because at the end of the day, if you like stop playing around with what with, with those tools, you it's not going to yeah. work either. So
0: things move fast, don't they? Tools and keeping up yeah. with stuff, and yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Anthony, I just want to say for your time, uh, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, yeah. and and it's been really interesting and great to just have a conversation with you. It's um,
1: it's been great. Uh, actually, it's uh, I do believe what you do, like like this, like picking up people and have a talk with them it's a uh, it's actually uh it's very nice for the people you yeah. you actually picking. I know for me uh for example I released this little video not thinking about anything because I'm not uh, I'm not doing that for the likes I'm not yeah. doing that for the views or anything like that I'm just doing that for myself. Yeah. When I the message for Jack from Jack honestly it made my day. Oh thanks man. Thank oh. you that really means oh. a lot. Yeah,
0: you know, when you spend a lot of time doing that, those are important things. Have a great afternoon, Anthony. It's an absolute pleasure. I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. Okay, take care, man. Take care. If you're looking for more conversations like this and can't wait for the next episode, head over to our YouTube channel or follow the link in the episode description.